morning, you all. I'm back on the horse to do this podcast. Let me turn it off the thing, but just a second. Just turn off the heater. The heater. Because fuck that heater. That's so loud. Hello. Hello again. It's been a while since I've done this. I've been very occupied with my new job, which is not very new anymore. It's becoming my job. So it's pretty it's pretty exhausting for the most part. Uh am I being captured? Yes. It it truly doesn't leave me any time, spare time. So that's the first First time, maybe three weeks that I have like a full day off in front of me because of circumstances that happen. Um, and it's going to be better for a while now. So it's good. You can be happy for that. Uh, that's it. That's it. Life doesn't change much. Um, yeah, let's just go. Let's just go straight away. I'm not going to anti any. Any any subjects that doesn't concern you. So true a three. That's the name of the album. This is gonna be a very enthusiastic one. Okay, <clears throat> okay, cool. Uh, yesterday I started reading the book that narrates the album Box Up by the band The National, and I was speaking about The National yesterday as well with a the person that I've been corresponding with uh, over the last few days. We, we stroke a conversation up uh, for some reason. And uh, I started reading the history of that album and the history of that particular band. The album that just got sorted here is one from the vocalist of that band. It's the first solo album from... Matt Berninger, who is the front leader, who is the lyricist, uh, pretty much the one of the reasons that I really love the National is his lyrics. I think they are pretty good and on par with what good songwriting and good lyricism are about. I, f- I feel like it's a very well-read, uh, very very well-informed guy about music history, especially the alternative scene uh, in America and all that. So the punk movement and the post-punk movement, for that matter, as well, because it's a, it's a bit, yeah, he's a bit young to have lived, lived the, 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 the punk movement, because I think it's 71 he was born, yeah. I think he probably grew up in, with, with punk being a thing, but he probably caught more of the grunge situation when he was very young and being on bands already. I think that he was already some someone involved with music. Uh, the the book says that I don't remember exactly. The 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 other guys from the National definitely were not him. So this is the first time that the National appears in this list to some extent. Um we have here Spoiler alert, right? I guess it's a very good album. Uh, I've I've heard an interview about uh, 
heard Matt talking about Serpentine Prison. Serpentine Prison, the name of the album, you, you probably figured it out already. Um, speaking that, he was speaking to the fact that he was making a solo record, but he brought like heavy eaters of, of, of music production and, and instrumentalists. So he, he surren- surrounded himself with, with incredible band members, uh, very, I mean, amazing professional musicians. Uh, even though his other band is also, you know, they're all great musicians you know, as well. So it was just fun, find it interesting that he, that he, he himself doesn't have any music uh, knowledge, right? He doesn't play anything. Might be a little bit, might play a little bit of of this there, but not professionally, right? And I identify a lot with him in that sense because I I I mainly write, and I'm I'm mainly write. Poems, which are somewhat of a version of a, of, a, of a lyric, you can't put a poem into a lyric, right? There is a way to do that, and he has to surround himself with with real music talent to come up with something, and he was able to do that. I wasn't up until this point able to do that. Uh, I don't know why, what's the reason for that, but anyway. So we have a here an album that pretty much continues, I would say, that in the genealogy of National. Of course, the older guys are responsible for the direction that the, the band takes, right? But I think that Matt is more involved with the alligator boxer phase i think high violet onwards it's more uh bryce vision bryce is the is the guitarist bryce or aaron they're twin brothers so i don't know exactly which one is which sometimes it might have it, it, it might be no bryce bryce is the one that works with uh taylor swift a lot uh he, he produces a lot of like highly you know High level uh, people in the industry, uh, Taylor being like one one of them, right? So he's responsible for her change of sound as well. In a way, he's responsible. Uh, him and Bonnevere, they kind of brought they they brought their uh, the world of indie more closer to, to Taylor Swift in the last two records that she recorded. Uh, sure, it was never. A mystery that she was a, a very poppy, um, poppy composer. Even though she has like country roots and all that. Anyway, that's not the point. I, I probably mentioned something in the Evermore record. I I truly don't remember. So yeah, so in in the in the t- timeline of the thing, right? I said genealogy, but it's, the, it's actually timeline. Matt, it's more of a he. He's more of a post-punk rock and roll, uh, guided by voices and 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 you know, uh, morphine. 
he has those types of influences for the most part. He I think that he loves blues. He loves like the 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 blues from the nineteen sixty, the the country side of things as well. Uh I think that he's a more because he's a, only a singer, and I say only a singer, you know, with all respect to the guy, because he's a singer, uh, he's not necessarily interested in experimenting that much sonically, so the other guys are way more, you know, with their own, within their own domain, they are more interested in sonic exploration, I think. Uh, Matt, it's probably more interesting, interested in uh, exploring lyrics subjects and 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 finding out interesting poetry and interesting uh, verbal ideas to to do. So when he was at the helm of the record, right, because he produced with Booker T, which is a legendary, uh, it started as a soul. Uh, a pianist, yeah, I think I think it was a pianist for the most uh, at the beginning. Started with that very jazzy, very bluesy influence to his sound with Bocati, Bocati and uh, and Jones, uh, no, the, and the Green Onions, yeah, the famous Green Onions album that was sampled sampled to exhaustion, and it's a very famous uh, blues and R and B record, instrumental record. So from the 60s, uh, 63, I think. So he got himself that particular production partner, right? And the sound is pretty much what you can probably find in a, in a less post-punky way, what you can find in Boxer, what you can find in a, in a Alligator. And in some ways, some more slow tracks from High Violet. I'm not sure because High Violet's a very hybrid phase. Uh, it's it's certainly has a lot to do with um, Sleepwell's Beast as well, because Sleepwell Beast it's a return to form. I I I I'm speaking more about the natural than anything here, right? Because I'm obsessed with them, but I I see. Alligator, Boxer, and Sleep Well Beast as one trilogy, and High Violet, uh, Trouble Will Find Me, and Easy to Find as their own trilogy as well. So it's uh, it's the gray trilogy and it's the black trilogy. You know, I I know that it's not by design at all. It's just interesting as a fan to to do those conjectures, um, and. Oh, it's it's almost fan fiction, right? But what what I'm trying to say is, without the input of the other guys, you can see where his taste comes into play, right? His taste with uh, with folk, with folk singer songwriter stuff, with blues, with um, I'm pretty sure there's some of what is it? I thought about it. Yeah, well, guided by voices, right? The, the, the like, like pixies and the breeders and and, and uh, something of the grunge era as well. So, and it's from an older guy. It's from an older perspective now. So he made those albums when he was probably thirty-five or something. Now he's almost borrowing fifty, fifty something. 
so 50 or even 60. So he's quite old now. Sorry, Matt. It's just what it is. Um, and yeah, the guy has a great voice. The guy has great lyricism. The guy has a has a charm. Like it's it's unstoppable, right? The amount of charm that he has. I mean, he's a very uh, very composed and and an elegant guy. I think that he he come, comes across as that. He's a very nice, uh, ele elegant and, 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 and gentle uh, dude, uh, which it's it's my inspiration ever since I got my hands into the National. And being my favorite band, they all they always grow me. Like every single year that my life uh, passes, I am more involved with their albums and they come back and I listen to them again and some some things that it's it's like a great novel, right? It's like a a novel that you read uh, when you're thirteen and then you read when you're eighteen and you read when you're twenty five and then when you're sixty you read it again. Right? Like like a step and wolf or something like that. Or you know name it. Uh, people say about people say that about the the little prince. The Petit Pins, Little Petit Pins, from uh, Chopin. I don't know his name, but yeah, I remember. Oh, it's a it's a book that you read as a kid, but then you read as a as an adult, and then you're always rereading and getting a new perspective on it. Like usually, good art has that aspect, and I think those the better. The best albums from the National. I think that the the, the first two are a little bit too undercooked, in my opinion. Even though I'm sure there are amazing songs in them, and the last one as well, I don't particularly find very, very appealing. Uh, it's a very very long uh, gas vocals, and uh, no, easy to find. It's I didn't even listen to it. To be honest, like for the most part, it just no. Uh, maybe I get you it. I don't know. It's my favorite band, and I ignore some some of their stuff. <laughs> Sometimes ignore, I ignore shit. So what I was getting to? Yeah, I'm very I'm very sleepy still. Probably shouldn't do that. A minute after I wake up. So, yeah. So the the, the genealogy, the, the 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 timeline. I I was talking about the timeline. So it has that more organic feel to it, because that you know became progressively more electronic in a way. They do uh, incorporate more elements of a of an electronic kind of a much like Bon Iver did some some what uh, i mean a lot actually right because the first one is almost all uh, acoustic he's Bonivert, uh, forever forever ago and the the la the last ones are just fucking a nightmare of synthesizers it's in a good way right it's a, it's a very experimental uh, composer and the, kind of the same thing happened here so when when you have when you have good 
instrumentalists, when you have good songwriting, when you have like a perception of things that go well with with your with the language of the band, with the with the tone of the band that you that you forming, and you progress, right? You tend to live behind. If you if you're a true artist, you tend to challenge yourself to live behind whatever you did before, or maybe maybe come up with something of a maybe come up with something of a of evolution of that. And electronic music, it's an evolution uh, of acoustic. In terms of options, it, it is. Uh, I know that probably doesn't sound very, very polite to say, but it's you. You have way more options for better or for worse. Or for worse, you have way more options with the, with the electronic options, right? With the media options and, and, and the the whole technological production side of things. You, it's just not comparable. Uh, but those who can do do wonderful things with the guitar, with the acoustic guitar. And that's kind of what Matt Berninger made here with the Separatine Prison. Uh, it's a it's a lovely record with a lot of lovely lyrics and a lot of passages and a lot of instrumental things that you would never see in the National Album. Uh, there's stuff here that are like solos of, of, of organs and and, and just the, the greedy feeling of Americana and, and blues and and the way that he takes his time with the with his delivery, it's it's not necessarily fitting into what the national uh, got very used to do uh, in in their phases, right? In the, in the in the different phases that they that they went about. Um, to be honest. I am not entirely familiar with this record. Still, again, it's it's a it's kind of a it's kind of a pattern pattern already. I always say that, but yeah, I like the first six songs. <laughs> yeah, I do love this album a lot. Up until like. Uh, color of their shirt yeah and the, the rest i think that's it's uh, it's it's not very big on me yeah i'm still digesting it because i really love the first half of it the first half of it's just amazing i've listened to the, the rest of it of course when i say that it's obvious that i've listened to the whole thing right i'm not just a poser that's saying talking about albums that i don't have anything anything to talk about uh, I listen to the whole fucking thing. It's just a thing that not everything is very, very, very condensed in my head to the sense that I can look at the title and say, oh, I remember that music. I remember that song. Uh, when I see Old Deary, when I see Love So Little, I remember like the, the, the physical song plays in my head, right? Uh, the other ones I don't, but I don't definitely listen to them. So what you have here, it's a somewhat of an homage, homage as well to the whole side of things that I just said, the, the, the blues Americana type of thing, the tradition of songwriting uh, in America, like folk singer songwriting in America. Um, it's 
very interesting to see what one specific piece of a of a puzzle that's the national thinks about music and in its own uh, fruition what he makes about what he makes music about when he's when his decisions are his his own and no, or no one else's so that's one interesting thing i don't think it's a particular uh, album that only a national fan would enjoy um, i guess that if you don't like very baritone vocals or maybe are not very enthusiastic delivery don't go for this album Six something else i don't know maybe maybe the other national records fit more your taste although it, although national was always slow very you know it, it was always a slow burner it has a very nice slow burner capacity to it as well this particular album separate nine prison um, as as of everything that the national produced right it, it's it, it grows on you really over time and it keeps growing it's just yeah it's it's great it's great it's great let me just look at the personnel of the of the album and see if there is anything worth worthy of noting serpentine prison Let me see, bruh. Let me see what's the personnel. Yeah, it was released in 2020, actually. Huh. Oh, no, yeah, okay. So some of the the national guys, they, they, they participate in the album. Yeah. So... But they're all over the place, right? They they do, they do. I think they're they're, they're big friends, you know, overall. I think they're big friends. So let's see. Andrew Bird, famous singer-songwriter Andrew Bird, participates in the album, plays violin in the album. The bassist from The National also participates in it. Uh, yeah, a couple of names here that I don't recognize. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So a big personnel, right? A big, um, a lot of a lot of people in the in the in the in the record, uh, and you have a deluxe edition who's a bigger. He has six more songs, so he 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 went to town, right? He, it truly, um, it really, it really tried here. I think there was between, it, some stuff might have been like. And cook the national songs, right? I, I would, I would probably bet that the recording period was very similar to the to the recording period of uh, of their last album. I'm easy to find because easy to find is 2019, right? So, would make sense that they uh, help each other be there. Uh, and then you have, let me see the personnel in, easy to find. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, 
guest singers. I don't know why the hell. But anyway, I don't I don't really like their last album. I need to listen to it with that one I never did listen to. Yeah, it never got to me. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it why I put seventeen tracks and five guest singers. I'm not here for the other singers, man. I'm here for I don't wanna hear Lisa Hannigan sing in a national song, you know, I don't care. I'm here for the you know it's just my my taste, my idea. Yeah, and it's a movie as well. It's almost like it's not an album from them in my in my estimation. It's almost like it's a, a you know how Tarantino has a the grindhouse? Like the the I know that he considers that movie his movie and he is his movie, of of course. But when you put in comparison with uh with his other stuff, it's it's less of a you know, it's less of a of a of an artistic statement what he did with, with the It's Planetara and Death Proof, yeah. <laughs> Death Proof. Anyway. I think pandemic changed a lot of stuff, right? So maybe that was the, maybe that was the thing. Although I don't know, I don't know. Maybe I think they are. I think that they are. The national is working on an album at the moment. I think I know that they're touring again, but I know that they are working on the record, on a new record, uh, follow up to Easy to Find, which hopefully is better and less bloated. Because, man, their, their discography is just... Their discography is great. It's an amazing discography. You have, like, a string of five records there that, I mean, they're just fantastic, right? Yeah. Okie dokie. Yeah, Liars. Uh, I don't know. Probably I should. Probably I should listen to it. Who knows? Maybe maybe has amazing songs that I never, you know, that I never found out. With easy to find. So you have here with considering the the the, the ten track record from Matt Berninger, you have everything that I just told you about. It's a very well put together, very sensitive, very elegant, mature. And you know, a man's man, in a way. I, I wish to become something of a of a Matt Berninger in the future. You know, as an artist, I look up to him a lot, actually. Which, uh, yeah, and one more one more second is just as good as any of the best. The national songs, and there is a pigeon in my fucking balcony, motherfucker. The fuck out of here, man. Okay, see you. I'm gonna tell the pigeon to get fucked. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. Bye.